Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's journal entry. I am so happy that you are here and tuning in. I hope that you are doing well. Last week, I heard a statistic that quite literally blew my mind. I guess not literally, but it blew my mind. (laughs) So much so that I wanted to dig into it. I needed to research it and understand it. And I thought that if I was interested in this, then you might be too. Not only am I interested in this topic from a statistic point of view, but an emotional point of view. And so at the end, stick around because I'm going to give you some journal prompts to help you tap into this emotion because this emotion is a very common one that I don't think gets talked about often. And the emotion that I'm talking about is loneliness. So by definition, loneliness is a subjective, unwelcome feeling of lack or loss of companionship, which happens when there is a mismatch between the quantity and quality of the social relationships that we have and those that we want. So basically the relationships that we have, both quality and quantity, don't match up to what we want. We can experience loneliness while clearly not having connections and friendships and relationships, but we could also experience loneliness while in a relationship and in like like throughout our friendships and connections and and that t- time period that we are connected with somebody before we dig more into triggers of loneliness and then don't worry I will tell you what to do about loneliness and how to feel less lonely I I have to share these stats with you okay so the one that blew my mind I'm going to share that one first loneliness living alone and poor social connections are as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That just is so wild to me. Loneliness is as bad as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. When I heard that, I was like, oh shit, I, I, I have some work to do. (laughs) I am home a lot. I, I have a close circle of friends, but they're, they don't live near me. And so I don't see them very often. So yeah. Anyways, let's, let's learn some more about loneliness, shall we? Loneliness is likely to increase your risk of death by 26%. Loneliness is worse for you than obesity. Loneliness and social isolation are associated with an increased risk of developing coronary heart disease and stroke. Loneliness increases the risk of high blood pressure. Loneliness with severe depression is associated with early mortality 
and loneliness is a risk factor for depression later in life. This is the last one, <laughs> I swear. Loneliness and social isolation put individuals at greater risk of cognitive decline and dementia. Woof, that was rough. <laughs> so loneliness is really bad for us, you guys. I didn't realize that. I always felt like I never really needed I, I felt like I was good on my own, you know, and I think a lot of people feel that way. After learning all of this, though, I definitely feel like I need to reprioritize friendships and relationships in my life. Let's dig into some more good stuff. We're, we're, I'll take you on an upswing after talking about death and dementia and all of that. I think it's important to note that there are different types of loneliness. I always felt like saying the words, I feel lonely, like admitting that was bad. Like it was a negative feeling. And like, if I said that someone would like have a pity party for me, or they would just view me in a different potentially negative state for some reason. I think it was just that I judged myself for being lonely. Like I couldn't entertain myself or I couldn't fulfill that need because I always have felt independent. And so the fact that I couldn't fulfill that emotional need that caused me to be lonely, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so I, ne I never really admitted it, but after learning more about it during my research and understanding the three different types, it just normalized it for me, but then also made me realize that there are different experiences of loneliness. Like it's not just clumped into one experience. And my mind always went to like the most depressive state of loneliness. When I said, I feel lonely, I'm like, oh no, she's going off the deep end, right? So these are the three different types of loneliness. The first one is emotional loneliness. Emotional loneliness is the absence of a significant other with a close attachment or a meaningful relationship. So this could be a partner or even like a close friend. So the, a tight emotional connection. The second type of loneliness is social loneliness. This is the lack of a, of a social network of friends, like a group of friends, of neighbors or of colleagues, of having that circle a circle of trust, you know, your, your wolf pack, your village, if you're a mom, you know, so missing that sense of belonging in a social aspect. And the third type of loneliness is existential. And this is described as a universal aspect of the human condition, which expresses the separateness of the person from others. So this, an example of this is that you could be in a room with someone or people, let's say, 
So you're surrounded by people, but you still feel lonely. Like you feel separate from other people. There are also varying degrees of loneliness within each of those. So emotional, social, or existential, there's different ways to characterize it and, a di and different intensities. So for intensity, you can always ask yourself, am I super lonely or am I just feeling it a little bit? And that'll just give you a better understanding of the emotion that you have, of what you're feeling, of what you're going through, and then how to address it, which we'll get into next. In addition to intensity, like I said, there's different uh, different types or different ways to characterize it. And there are three different ways. The first one is chronic, right? Someone who feels lonely all the time or most of the time. But the second way is situational. Someone can feel lonely on Sundays. Is it called the Sunday blues or Monday blues? Monday blue, Sunday blues. You know, like when someone's not excited to go into work the next day, it's probably Sunday blues. Um, that, that someone can feel lonely on that day, or maybe they feel lonely on a holiday, right? So situational based or transient loneliness. And that is, it just kind of comes and goes, it ebbs and flows in your life or even like throughout your day or whatever. So once you understand the type of loneliness and how lonely you are. And when you feel this loneliness, I think that's important first. Then we can start to identify how to quote unquote fix it, how to feel better, how to feel less lonely. And I, I, I asked myself, when am I? I, when, when have I experienced loneliness? And I found solutions for those three different areas. And I believe that my listeners are a lot like me. And so I think that you'll resonate. The first area that I feel lonely is working from home. I don't know where you work, you might be a stay-at-home mom, you might work from home, or you might work in an office. Or you might have the experience of working remote during the pandemic, but working from home re removes you entirely from coworkers. I started off in the corporate world. And so I know what it's like to go into an office and to sit right next to, not even well, right next to somebody, but to be surrounded by people and to have those quote unquote water cooler conversations and go fill up my coffee in the break room and run into the vice president and have, and be like, oh my gosh, I need to have this really impressive conversation and make sure I look smart. <laughs> you know, like, and it, it, it just, just a, a whole energy and it was a whole thing being in an office, a whole mental state too. Like you, you did have to be on when you're around people. So being home, you're removed physically from those people, but also from those random conversations from multitasking. I used to be really good at multitasking because I had to be when I was in the corporate world, because I would 
be working at my computer and someone would come up to me just to talk and I would keep working while having a conversation. And I was a pro at it. Now try doing that to me. And I am just all over the place. I can't, I can barely do one thing at a time, let alone add in two things. So working from home, if you can relate to any of that, here are some things that we can do to feel less lonely. First is we can schedule regular virtual check-ins with your coworkers or even your friends or clients. Just add in more virtual meetings. Two, we could join online communities or forums or chat threads related to your industry or interests. Uh, an, an easy way to do this would be LinkedIn. LinkedIn has so many different articles even that you can read, but people that are sharing those that you can, it's, I feel like LinkedIn is like the Facebook. It's like the social network for career people, at least, um, that you can engage with and interact and comment and whatnot. Um, there's also Reddit. I'm, I'm, I think I've been on Reddit twice in my entire life, but I hear that that's a really good website that you can find things that you are interested in and kind of go down the rabbit hole. A third thing that we can do, which I love, is take breaks throughout the day to go for a walk or engage in a hobby. That at first glance might not sound like it will help with loneliness, but for me, I believe that I feel more lonely when I'm just sitting at my computer doing work and I just throw myself into work. I'm ignoring everything else. I'm just work, 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 um, or scrolling my phone or watching TV like that. I, you're just, you just kind of feel numb or you have the opportunity to feel numb when you do that. And when you don't take a break. And so taking a break to get outside, to get some fresh air or go on a walk with a friend or just do something else will make you feel a little bit more alive, a little bit more connected to the world. And the last idea for being less lonely if you work remotely is to actually find a co-working space. This was becoming really popular actually before the pandemic and then the pandemic kind of ruined it, but I think it's coming back, is co-working spaces where there are actually companies that do this, but you can also just find somewhere locally that has spaces for rent and you can rent it out and go to a location to work. Or even easier and cheaper, you could go work from a coffee shop or a local place where people are coming in and you're surrounded by that energy. The second situation that I thought personally times I'm lonely is as a mom. So for this, I was thinking of moms um, and stay-at-home moms. So how to be less lonely, two, there were really two that I liked. One was attend local events or activities with your child because I, I think this is a really good one for me because I, I get really nervous to meet other moms. And I don't really, I feel like I get awkward and I don't know what to say. And I don't really enjoy it. <laughs> like I would so much rather stay home. 
but having your kid with you makes it easier. It breaks it. It's kind of like if you don't have kids, it's like when you go for a walk with a dog or go to a dog park, like your dog does the introduction for you. Your child does the introduction for you because your kid is like running over to play with somebody else's kid or the kid like throws a ball at someone and you have to say, oops, so sorry about that. And then you get talking, right? And yes, I did just compare children to dogs, but that's, that's a great tip for lonely to, to break out of loneliness is do something, go to a local event or an activity with your child. And then the other one I liked was just connecting with other moms virtually through social media groups. Um, so it is proven that social media is not good for our mental health and that we should get off of social media more. However, if you're using it strategically to actually connect, not just scrolling and looking at people's pictures and comparing and, and just glancing, but truly finding that mom group that you love, that is an inspiring, uplifting mom group, not a mom group that's filled with drama. And I'm just saying mom group, but whatever group you want and using that, finding people within there to connect, to follow, to spark conversation, that is a way that you can use social media to feel less lonely and to actually feel connected. All right. My last section is how to be less lonely in general. And we're going to go through these first, make plans to do something. I think this is obvious. But it's so much easier to stay home, right? So make plans to do something. And in my opinion, an activity is better. If you can do like a paint night or axe throwing, something like that, because it's just more fun than getting drinks. Getting drinks is my go-to just because it's so easy, but try booking an activity, something a little bit more spontaneous than just getting food or something. The second thing to be less lonely is join some sort of league. In the past, I've been on a kickball league. That was really fun. And then I also joined a cornhole league with my twin sister a few months ago. And that was really fun. It was with a bunch of older people. The average age was probably 50, 55 maybe. <laughs> and then there was my sister and I, but it was a good time. It, it got us out. It filled, it filled a need. Three is volunteer your time to help others. I have not volunteered very much, but I have in the past for various reasons and occasions. And I always feel so good. I always, I always leave those volunteering events saying, I'm going to volunteer more. This feels good. This was fun even. And like you meet so many people and then I never do. <laughs> but volunteering is a really great way to feel connected, to do something and to feel really good about yourself. Four, see a therapist. How to be less lonely. Go talk about it and be open about how you're feeling. That just talking about it, I think, is so relieving. Five, I loved this tip that I found, and I found it on a few different websites. Get a pet. Pets are known to bring joy and, you know, that connection and all of that. So maybe you should get a pet. The next one is practice mindfulness or journaling or meditation, which I found interesting meditation. 
because meditation, obviously you're sitting there in silence. And I would assume that you might feel more lonely doing that, but studies have actually found that there is a strong link between meditation and decreased feelings of loneliness. So there you have it. Next is skip the small talk. When you're talking to somebody, it can feel lonely. So I mentioned earlier how you can feel lonely even if you have friends, right? Even if you're in a relationship. And one of those reasons is if those relationships are surface level. If you say the whole, I'm fine, which was our episode recently. So you can go back and listen to that episode if you feel like your default is always, I'm fine. And you just don't feel like you have many rich meaningful connections. So skipping the small talk, asking more open and honest questions, but then also being more open and honest with your responses, going a little bit deeper and building that connection. And the last one, the last tip of how to be less lonely, just in general is admit your feelings and don't be ashamed of them. Earlier, I said how I used to feel like saying, I feel lonely. I, like I, I never said it. I believe my therapist did once say, are you lonely? Because I wouldn't even come out and say it. And I was like, maybe. <laughs> and I, I remember at the time I, I, I okay, I'm going to replay the scenario because it's just vividly in my head and I can't get it out. So, and it's a quick story. I was really just, it was a weekend and I just, I felt lonely. I would, I had put Griffin to bed and I was up, I think I was watching TV or a movie. I can't remember. It's sitting on my couch and I just felt lonely. And it was a very confusing feeling for me because my ex and I had split up already and I didn't miss him though. I didn't, I didn't want his company at the time. I didn't, if anything, I was joyful that he wasn't here. So I was like, I don't know why I'm lonely. Like, it's not that it's not that. Um, so that's what I was talking about in therapy. And I, but I didn't say the words lonely. I was like, I don't know what to do at night. And that's when she said, are you feeling lonely? And I was like, maybe. Um, so just honoring that, that, that loneliness is a feeling that you could be feeling. I saw one quote that just said, feeling lonely is as natural as hunger and thirst without food or water. So admitting them maybe to your therapist or to a friend or through journaling, you know, like journaling can, as you know, as, as I share with you every single week, journaling can help you process the underlying feelings of why you might be lonely right? You can express your loneliness, but then if you can understand maybe where it's coming from, and then if there are trends, like maybe people, like a certain type of people or group of people that make you feel lonely or a certain circumstance, or like we talked about earlier, it can be situational. Is there a time of day? You can, journaling allows you to question the feeling so that you can get to those types of answers so that you can then find the right solution for you. I just listed off so many solutions. You might not need to go get a pet. <laughs> you might not need to go volunteer, but that might be the most perfect thing for you based on the type of loneliness that you are experiencing. So if you are currently feeling lonely, normalize it, 
honor it and own this emotion as it moves through you. You don't have to cling on to this emotion of loneliness, but I find if you pretend that it's not there, the emotion itself will cling on to you and like linger in the background of everything that you do. So ask yourself, what type of loneliness is it? And what is the intensity like we started off with? And then here are some journal prompts to help you either currently or in the future um, through loneliness. And I I don't mean, I, I would encourage you to do these journal prompts now. I think it would be more effective now than waiting until you feel lonely to do them. Okay, so I'll just say that. So here are your prompts. First, describe a time that you felt lonely. What habits or behaviors have kept you in that lonely state longer than you wanted? For me, that was like choosing to stay home versus texting a friend to go out. Next, describe a time when you felt connected and fulfilled. And last, what are some things that you can do the next time that you feel lonely to get back to that place of con connection and fulfillment? I will share those in the show notes so that you can go back when you have some time to journal on those. Remember that loneliness is safe to feel. It's okay to feel. And you guys, we do need to work on this. Do you remember those stats that I shared with you earlier? I don't think I have to repeat them. I really don't want to repeat them. <laughs> so I'm not going to, but let's take loneliness seriously and work on improving our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with others. And overall, we're going to live longer and we're going to be much happier. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners, so make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.